When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Some of y'all might know this, and some of y'all don't. Some of y'all might get with this, and some of y'all won't, but listen. At the count of three, I want everybody in the place to be to make some noise if you're down with me. One, two, three. Some of us out here, wild old school's coming down in a different color. Whip, 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 picture perfect. You might want to take a flick, 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 flick. Call up Jazzy, tell him pop the bottles, because we got another hit, hit, hit. Want to go platinum, I'm who you should get, 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 get. Get ludicrous on the track, get back, trick, switch on the lack, I'm flexing steel. Same price, different time, hot song, jumped on, cause he ever got sex appeal. And I keep the meanest, cleanest, baddest, spinning on stainless wheels. Who care less about the genius, I bump your status, I keep the stainless steel. Trunk rattling, what's happening high? I don't even think I need the speed. Bass traveling, face crackling high. Turn it up and make the speakers bleed. Dirty South, we falling down. And never think about falling down. Ghetto harmonizing, surprising, running back cause the song is Pump, 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 pump,
am I to disagree, folks? This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. We're doing this whole thing again. We got five days in front of us till that sweet, sweet weekend, so let us start it off with a bang. It is Monday. It is our pop culture roundup with the one and only Sophie Ross. We'll get to her in a second. We're going to do uh, a couple news things, a couple couple things on my mind before we get to that because there is so much pop culture going on. I, I mean... I, I, I gotta, like, we talk about this in the, the, the pop culture roundup, but I, I was thinking about it so much more since we talked. So it's Sunday around eight o'clock. I I'm trying to finish this up earlier than I usually do because I am beat you guys. I drove back from my parents' place in Arizona. I got up super early so I could, could be back in time to talk to Sophie. And um, and then I had to go film some cameos, which, by the way, you guys, if you need a cameo for me, I just did. I did, I did a couple outside of Sutton's uh, store and I double parked and I got scared that I, I got scared Sutton was going to come out and be like, I say, I say, who are you, strange, dark and handsome? Uh, would you like to have some pancake cake? I say, I say. But it looked like it was closed, so it was good. But it was still really scary because there was a couple of people watching me and you're like, hey, it's Ryan Bailey. Here's your cameo. Very. See, if you want to see me extremely uncomfortable, get a cameo. That's it. And also... I uh, I think I say that Ben Affleck looks really haggard and tired, uh, but I want I want to amend that. I want to say that I look extremely haggard and tired, and not nearly as good looking as Ben Affleck or on a yacht, yacht pat, patting J Lo's butt, uh, which we we got to get into. But anyways, yeah, that cameo's there. Also, today's sponsor, uh, this week's sponsor is HelloFresh again. I'll do a commercial halfway through, but if you're looking to you know to get some free meals at least. Use my offer code. I got some of the meals and I cooked this. Uh, I cooked a chili dish. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that take that person in high school that said I would never know how to cook for myself. Um, are you guys good? Was it a good weekend? It looked like everybody was having a good time. If we're to judge social, just, just by social media. Um, so, yeah, let's get let's. OK, let's start with the Ben Affleck stuff and J-Lo. So we talk about that in the pod already, but I read a couple things since, and I've been, you'll, you'll hear me say in the podcast that it's so weird. Why would they bring a framed photo of themselves? There, there was a a shot on the yacht. They're on this yacht for JLo's 52nd birthday, because you know, that's what you do. Um, if you have the money, I guess I'm on like a dinghy, but, uh, there, there's a shot of like one of the cabins and it has a framed photo of the famous black and white Herb Brits photo that was taken of them for Vanity Fair when they were first a couple, the black and white photo. It's sad that I'm like, you guys know what photo it is. Um, but uh, I, I kept thinking, I was like, wait, why do they have a, fr- why would you, if you have a yacht for a week, would you bring any framed photos? Like I wouldn't bring I wouldn't bring all my housewives merchandise with me, you know, like, ooh, I I want my Crystal King Minkoff uh, mug with me, you know, like I, 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 it just doesn't make sense. So that set my spidey senses off. And then, of course, we have the, the pose, the, the bikini pose with Ben Affleck's uh, hand on her, on her, her hiney, um, and he that's where he just looks haggard. He looks like I'm like, what? I don't even know. I don't even know if he knows what's going on. It just seems I can't tell. Like, I want I think this is real, but 
Uh, I was reading a post, uh, I believe her name is Cassie St. Inge, or, or she was on the Busy Phillips podcast, which Busy Phillips is a, a member of the iHeartRadio Cloud 10 family. Hi, Busy. Come on the pod or have me on yours. Um, so they had said this theory that they were almost recreating the um, the the video, Love Don't Cost a Thing video. And because remember when Ben Affleck was spotted with the watch that she bought him, like all of these things, remember, and we get excited about each one. We're like, oh my God, it's the watch or, oh my God, they're on a yacht and he's tapping her butt. Oh my God, they're, they're kissing and signaling, you know, and if you think about it, these are all shots kind of potentially in that music video. Now, why would they do that? Why would they recreate the music video? And uh, this is the, I'm trying to think of this of all angles. Like, okay, like I could see them recreating a music video, but why would you do that so soon in the rekindling of a romance? Why would you put the pressure of documenting a video, music video? Because I'm guessing J-Lo probably has an album coming out sooner rather than later. Like, I don't know that officially, but it sounds like, you know, she's gearing up for something. Um... So you could say, well, maybe this is a music video, but why would they, I just feel like that's not putting the relationship first. That would be putting music videos in your career first. And, and I still want to think like JLo, I feel like does all of this stuff. And by the way, we, I talked about this for an hour with my friend, Meditza Lopez on the Patreon this week. We just did a two hour episode yesterday of just, we call it shooting the shit. But a lot of this was talking about Ben and JLo. Cause I just, I, I need to understand it so much. Because I, I think I'm giving Ben Affleck too much credit where I would think he would be like, you know what? I just love you. I want to I want to love you and look into your eyes and read poetry to you. But I don't need to be photographed as much as we're being photographed, you know? Like there's – like why – I guess there's just so many whys and I don't know enough of the hows or, or – I need to know what's going on. The other weird thought I had was – Okay, so Ben Affleck's brother is Casey Affleck. Now, do you remember, you guys, the documentary that Casey Affleck directed with Joaquin Phoenix? And where he, like, Joaquin Phoenix, like, grew a huge beard and said he wanted to be a rapper. And he they filmed this for a, um, for like a year. And they released it, and it was like, it was kind of performance art because at the end of the day, it was a joke because Joaquin never let anybody know that he, you know, that this wasn't real. Um, so the the movie is called I'm Still Here from 2010. And he went on David Letterman and stayed in character and he just came off really creepy. And if you watch the documentary, it's super creepy, but it was all an act. But Joaquin Phoenix was playing Joaquin Phoenix. It's really hard to under. It just didn't really it didn't really play the way that I think they wanted it to play, but they were, they were trying to do a meditation on how um, the press and blogs and things like that can kind of take a story and make it something, you know, kind of create a myth around something. And so part of me is like, is that what they're doing here? But then why would, I just feel like there's no way that theory is true because why would they do that right now? Like, why would they choose to play with the media and the public who some of the public has really goodwill and want this to be true for them? So why would you mess with them in that sense? Like, I don't think this would be the right time to be like, look at us playing the media like a fiddle. Like, it's 
But at the same time, there is too many staged photos. Like, they obviously brought a professional photographer on that boat to take the IG photo, and you see a professional photo photographer taking the yacht photos with his hand on her, you know, kick the kids out of the car, her, her ass. And they're very posed. You see them doing different poses and things like that. So to me, this is an ultimate pop culture mystery story. But the thing is, I think this is bad timing. Ben and Jen, if you're listening, I love you guys so much. I appreciate what you're trying to do for all of us, whatever that is. But I think you can't play around with mysteries right now in the age of Free Britney. You know, I think I'm too spent on trying to decipher every one of Britney's Instagram posts. And it's like, I feel like like there's smoke coming out of my ears at times. Like I'm I'm seeing Britney Spears nipples this weekend almost on her Instagram post. And then I have to deal with Ben and Jen and what that means. No, thank you. Like Ben and Jen, you know, I want you to be happy and kiss each other and touch each other's genitals. But like, I don't like, I don't need that to be a mystery. Can we just have something just solid and just, I just want, I want something to be like a math problem where there's no other answer, but two plus two is four. You know, I want there to be a solid answer and I don't want any dicking around. Ben and Jen, tell us what you're up to and I'm giving you less than a week to do it. I'm going to check out of this story after that, just for my own health and my own sanity. We still have August to get through and, and we'll check back in September, but I, it's too much. It's really fun. I was really excited to see the Instagram of their loving embrace on Jen's 52nd birthday. But if we're now recreating stories and I feel like there's a music video component to this, no, 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 no. I am too ensconced in the Free Britney movement and if Britney is in control of her own Instagram to have another mystery going on. You guys are fine, except that you're a little thirsty for the press. And I don't, I can't tell if this is for your career or you're actually in love, but basically you have free will. Brittany doesn't. We got to prioritize Brittany right now. You know what I'm saying? We got to prioritize Brittany, Ben and Jen. It's fun, whatever you're doing, but just let us know. We'll still be interested. I swear to God, but just let us know what, what, what the deal is. And poor, I don't want to say poor A-Rod because A-Rod's a total, you know, dick, but he had a, he had TMZ of like, Look at A-Rod, also on a yacht, going down a slide. <laughs> it was like the saddest photo. And you could tell he was trying to really like have a fun off with Jen and Ben. So he was like really smiley going down the slide. And you could just tell he's in pain, you know. It is so funny. He probably paid a couple hundred grand to be on a yacht just to try to compete. And he's just like, time to uh, make the donuts, go down the slide, uh... Put the old razzle-dazzle smile on, A-Rod. And you can just tell. You're like, A-Rod, just don't. You don't need to do this, man. Like, it's, you know, there's other fishes in the sea. Like, you don't, you're just wasting a lot of money right now. And and genuinely, I don't care about A-Rod unless J-Lo's involved, you know? I'm not a sports guy. Like, I mean, I know you guys think I'm pretty manly, but I'm not a sports guy. So the fact that, like, I don't care. A-Rod, I don't care. Like, don't, just go about your business, you know? If you get another celebrity involved, maybe, but it's got to be a really interesting celebrity at this point for me to even bat an eyelash, you know? Yeah, yeah, I said bat an eyelash, whatever. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have theories? If you do, use the phone number, uh, the So Bad It's Good hotline, to give me your theories uh, on Ben and Jen and what you think is happening. I would like to play some of your responses to the question, what you think is going on between Ben and Jen later this week, because there must be some angle I'm not thinking of it, but just think about it. 
Why would you bring a framed photo of yourself as a couple when you're just a couple months into the rekindling of a relationship? You need a framed photo when the person you're in a couple with is on the yacht with you? You don't need to remember a remembrance. He's right there. It doesn't make sense. Unless you picture it in a music video and they pan over from Jen and ba- uh, Jen and Benlo uh, on the bed and then they pan over to the frame photo. Then it starts to make a little more sense because you always see stupid shit like that in music videos. You know, they're trying to tell a story and they're like, look at the past, you know, and then they like needle scratch. And then you're like, and they're still together. Um, but I'm just spending too much brain power on this. And I think you guys might be as well. We just need a break. Uh, what else is going on, folks? I told you we would be keeping an eye on the reviews for Midnight in the Switchgrass. Ren- Randall Emmett, uh, Lala's fiance, uh, his directorial debut. He's usually just a producer of top-notch thrillers, but this is his first one he's directing. Of course, we talk about this in uh, the Pop Culture Roundup in regards to Machine Gun Kelly kind of gave a dig at the film. And I got to tell you, I wasn't, I was on Randall's side on this. If you, if you get... If you cash a check to be in a movie, you better not like bad. Ma- I, I I think it's just poor form on Machine Gun Kelly's part. But hey, his name's Machine Gun. He's a punk. He's punk rock. You guys, I just I'm sorry. No. Um, so here's some new reviews. Uh, we are sitting at let's see the midnight uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. We're at a 16% rotten on the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter, and we're at a 20% audience score out of 100. So 20% enjoyed it. Uh, so that must be like Jax and some of those people. Um, okay, so new reviews here. It's a functional piece of exploitation, an efficient little crime porn snuff thriller pot boiler. It's like a fast food meal that makes you think. Okay, that wasn't good for me, but I got what I paid for. Owen Gleiberman Variety. Okay. Um, mid- oh, here's another one. Midnight in the Switchgrass is the type of crime thriller that's so full of cliches that it becomes one big cliche itself. Okay. Um, uh, Randall Emmett's directorial debut is virtually indistinguishable from the scores of cheap video-on-demand action thrillers that he's produced to date. Okay, that could go either way. Uh, here's one. I found myself envying Bruce Willis who didn't have to be around for any of this. Not even the scenes that he's in. <laughs> oh my God. But you know what? I, I was, I was looking at, uh, somebody sent me, uh, something from Randall Emmett's, uh, Instagram. And I heard it was like number three on some kind of chart of like people renting movies at home, I think. So it just, it just goes to show you. And I think Randall's made a career on this and I, I'm not joking on this part. You could probably even say it about my podcast in some ways. It, it, um, it, all it matters is that you keep going, right? Is that you don't quit. Like he's not quitting, obviously. He's been doing this his whole career and it must suck. And like, I would hate to be a part of something really shitty and to be part of something shitty again and again and again. It's got to be, got to suck. But at the same time, if you keep going, eventually, the law of averages, you're going to make a good one, I think, right? Like eventually it's got to happen. And I think you just got to suffer the slings and arrows. And that's a little, hey, that's a little tip for the week. You know, just keep going. Just just keep pushing, you guys. We got this. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to see this at all. Um, also, I just wanted to thank you guys for making this podcast. Uh, we had a really great week last week. Thank you. Uh, people seem to be enjoying the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recaps. I'm so sad we are not, uh, there's not a new episode this week, but I'm going to do another Beverly Hills inspired episode. You'll see what I'm talking about on Friday. So subscribe. These will come right into your uh, to your podcast feeds. You don't have to listen to everyone. I totally get it. Listen to the ones you like. But I will say, I'm I'm so thankful for all the guests we have. Like last week, we got to talk to Kendrick, who had the uh, the Housewives Marvel podcast. He was excellent, just such a a good spirit. I had a blast talking to him. We had the Zen Blonde. We got deep into like Army Hammer, Britney Spears, so many things. Um, uh, we had, I mean, we had Jesus Chugs. I mean, we. Uh, I mean, that to me, Real Housewives of Orange County, Alexis Bellino is iconic, and we got to talk to her. Um, if you want a little bit behind the scenes on that interview, that's over on the Patreon as well. Uh, we do have a throwback Real Housewives um, uh, person this week as well. We got another great week of guests, but but thank you guys. Um, I know you got a lot of competition for your ears. Um, this podcast probably isn't going anywhere because it's really the only thing that I'm obsessed with. And, and I kind of feel like I found a home. So thank you guys for all being so nice to me and so nice to me on Instagram. Um, and, um, I I don't know, it's funny to, uh, to be with my family. Uh, and you know, you can tell sometimes they're a little less worried about me when, um, they, they, you know, they see that a lot of people are saying nice things and stuff. I, I was there for my mom's birthday and my mom has a lot of, uh, she gets a lot of doctor's appointments now cause she's, uh, you know, like, I think, I think I mentioned it last week on her birthday pod, but you know, she, she still has like skin cancer and she's still always fighting, you know, but she's like the toughest lady I know. And you never, she never complains. Like, you know me, I complain all the time. She it, it's, it's, it's amazing how strong that lady is. I mean, such an inspiration. Uh, I just don't think I could ever be like that, but, um, it is, it, She's just, uh, it's nice. She's just really happy about this. She ha- She's happy that it seems like a lot of people really enjoy this and, and find me kind of silly and goofy and seem to get a kick out of it. I don't know why I'm telling you this guy, this, but I tell you, I'm always, I try to be as open with you guys as possible, kind of like a family. Um, we talk about uh, Call Me Daddy, that podcast, Daddy Gang. I say this is Baddy Gang, right? It's Baddy Gang. That's it. That's That's our new thing. Um, thank you to all the people that are, that are helping me behind the scenes. Uh, our, our new gal, Sandra, who has been reaching out and crushing it with guest bookings. I've, I've, uh, so many cool people are coming on just because of her outreach. Thank you. Thank you to Maritza Lopez, who is always making the most amazing graphics. I think that to me is like a secret weapon where if you look at her Beverly Hills, especially we get such a kick out of working on those, but she is just so damn talented. And I'm so lucky to have her as part of this team because I think it really, it gives it a visual style that I used to dream of. Like, wouldn't it be cool if I could be a part of something where I would want to frame a poster of something I did. And some of these, I want to frame, you know, some of this, this artwork that she does. And, and my good friend, Megan, uh, who has been helping me with like some of the social media aspects and, and just always there. I mean, she's, she has been my, uh, 
my pandemic, uh, my, my pod person. And she's always been so just supportive and great and hears me bitch nonstop and, and usually just rolls with the punches. So I have like a, a dream team of these people behind that. And I always want to say thank you. And, and of course, thank you to you guys as well. Okay. I know you're not here to do any of this, uh, or hear any of this, but I just wanted to, to give credit where credit is due. Uh, you guys, Sophie Ross, just, just be aware. I just had had a cup of coffee cause I didn't sleep well and I had to drive all day. So that's why I am so amped in this. And that's why we're kind of screaming at times, but I love it because it's like, you're just talking with your friend, you know, you're having that conversation with, with your friend about all of the reality shows and pop culture. And you're like, Oh my God, did you forget about this? Oh, we got to talk about this. And there's always like 30 things that I forget to ask Sophie about or talk to Sophie about, but that's why it's good. Like Monday is right around the corner for the next one. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100 European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And so, you guys, I will talk to you on Tuesday, and here she is. Miss Sophie Ross.
Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your Monday edition of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is our pop culture roundup. Uh, we have the hostess with the mostess, the one <laughs> who's actually, I think, has breaking news that she helped create her. I mean, she's a content creator this weekend, uh, but she is one of the best writers out there, one of the best people I know, super funny uh, and uh, also punctual. Welcome to the show, Sophie Ross. Oh my God, punctual? I was like two minutes late onto this call, but hi. You know, so many people are like five to 10 minutes late. The two minutes is just like, that's like the, that's the sweet spot. It's funny because I'm punctual with like Zoom calls. If I have to physically be somewhere, I take so long to get ready. I kind of like, yeah, this is great. Oh, wait, if you go on dates, are you late to the date or are you early to the date? I am a perpetually late person. Like it's a chronic issue for me that no matter how much time I give myself, I will always like dick around until I'm late. Even if I'm like, I'm like, I I just always like, I'm always late. That's how I threw up in the JFK airport. Yeah. By the way, so, you know, I I try not to talk with Sophie a lot during the week because I like to keep it fresh for, for Sundays, but uh, you, you can't help but see some of her tweets and her social media. And I read something that said she ran so fast to her gate that she threw up in a trash can uh, and that didn't even involve drinking, right? That was just physical activity. Yeah, no, no well, yeah. I was like a hundred percent sober, like, yeah, was just sprinting to my gate. And I just hate, oh, I just hate like traveling. I'm sorry. Everything I I was going, yeah, physical I was, activity. I just hate physical. No, but activity. that too. But yeah, I was sprinting. JFK is like the most spread out airport in the world. And of course, my random gate to Cincinnati, Ohio was the last one in the entire terminal. And I was running so late because, you know, security, everything. And I'm sprinting and I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to yak. And I just threw up in a random gate. I know people are looking at me. It's also like, it's New York. So no one's like, do you need any crackers or water or anything? No, what everyone was just like, you know, either staring at me or it's like, there goes the Delta variant. There, there, there she is. I know. I really, but you know, when you like get sick and you feel like you're going to like, you're like sweating and you're going to faint. Yeah. You know, well, that's how I felt. I was like, I'm not going to make it to my gate before my flight. Like I actually am going to faint in the middle of the airport and not make it. Did anybody is it? Nobody I'm sure came to your, came to help at all. Like, are you all right, ma'am? No one cared. Did no, you, how no. did you recover from that? Did you like dust yourself off? I mean, like, uh, how do you. Yeah, I did uh, dust myself off and try again. <laughs> oh my um, God. But yeah, I had to, yeah, I just had to like wipe my mouth, keep oh. sprinting to the gate. <laughs> oh, uh, oh and they threw away my, they threw away my favorite water bottle, my reusable water bottle at security because it had a little bit of water in it. Wait, you couldn't have just thrown that water away? That's what I said. I was like, oh, wait, can I just like, we can, they were like, you have to either go back outside and drink it and come back through security or just toss it. I'm like, wait, that's like so stupid. And I get very attached to objects. Oh yeah. And so I'm really sad that my favorite water, you've probably seen it in every single Zoom that we've done. My favorite water bottle, yeah. Well, wherever you are, well, you know those like the TSA agents, you know, the sh- like they probably like split up that shit and they, they get like, they get to bring home cool. Like they probably bring up home, like a lot of drugs, a lot of like water containers, oh. just t- like sandwiches, like crazy stuff. 
You know the LAX, whatever LAX person drank that lover boy that you yeah. gave me. She got, I, I gave her one of the espresso martinis and it's the only thing they, they, they didn't, they took that, nothing else. They're nothing, everything else made it on the plane. No, no other Los Angeles contraband. <laughs> no other, you know, nothing. I'm like, wait, they're like sifting through my bag. I'm like, well, this is it. I'm going to get busted. Even though they don't care about like weed or whatever. By the way, it's like weed is legal in California. TSA are like pro uh, in the pro Hannah camp. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, folks. We're not going to. But talk yeah, they went through my bag and all they took was the lover boy. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. And their option was to chug it. They gave me the option to just chug it right then. Oh, that, that would like, have been I, fun, actually. Like, though, that like, actually would have been fun, but I was like, I don't know if I can shotgun a lover boy. <laughs> oh, I think you could have. Um, <laughs> it is fun, though, they, that like the opening of the Olympics coincided with you running through JFK. Like that is kind of like <laughs> athletic in its own. If you put that to Olympics music, that would have been inspirational. It was like the music. Oh, my God. Dun, 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 dun. Ah! Um. Okay, real, real fast. We had breaking news today before we get into something that I really desperately need to talk about is, uh, is Kyle Richards is recovering from a B attack. And the only, re I mean, so, so she posted in her stories this afternoon that she is deathly, uh, scared and allergic to bees. And she got stung multiple times in her backyard and posted the security cam video of her running around her backyard going, ah, ah, ah. And then she jumps in the pool to try to get the bee stings off her. And, and unfortunately it's not that funny. Cause then she's like in the hospital with like the mask over her and firefighters there. Um, but like how bizarre, I mean, I mean, that's weirdly high comedy, but also huge. I mean, if Kyle passed away from bees, we couldn't be talking about this, but she survived a bee attack, but, you guys got to watch Kyle run around from the bees. It's like Lucille Ball. I must have missed that. I'm looking right now. Yeah, go right. It's, it, well, but then and the darker part of me initially goes to, oh, shit, Mauricio's datelining Kyle. Like, this is like planted a bunch of bees, you know? Oh, my God. Are I'm you watching it now. Wait, so it was just a bunch of bees? It was like a hive of them? Yeah, she found a hive. And that just goes she to said show they were you. in her hair. They were in her hair, so she had to so she had to get in the pool. But no matter how rich you are, you can't escape bees. Oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah, at her like gorgeous, gorgeous estate. I know. Oh my god. Well, <sighs> Speaking of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I don't know if you've been watching this uh, this season, Sophie, but there is a character what? named Eric. Yeah, there's a character named Erica Jane, <laughs> and she uh, she's she's really good at social media. And um, you actually you had a fun banter back and forth with her. I mean, I think it was one back and forth last night. Um, so if you could fill the audience in on on what you were seeing and why you chose to respond, maybe. <laughs> First of all, I was like drunk last night after like a <laughs> a friend's birthday party. Okay. And um and so I saw her tweet just a smiley face. And I was like, I knew that my response was aggressive. I remember thinking I was like, this is so aggressive of me, but like she's so annoying and I was drunk and I just like didn't care. So I said, What the fuck are you smiling for? And then she like immediately quote quote tweets me and says what the fuck are you tweeting me for no i'll do i'll go what the fuck are you tweeting me for that's her voice. 
And then I just said orphans and widows. Boom. And and it's like, what is she gonna say to that? I knew that there's nothing she could say. Like yeah, but she you know is what? just like But don't you think you kind of you kind of see there's this weird thing. I've been really trying to study this. It's this thing. She left it up. And I think there's like this indignation here with Erica Jane that she refuses to believe that other people are involved in the scenario except for her. Because I even posted this on my Instagram stories and I, I didn't get to read all the DMs, but I read a, you know, a majority were like, oh, wow, that's that's actually good, you know. But uh, but then a lot of people were like, oh, well, she she might not have anything to do with it. That's and I'm like, OK, here's the deal. Like I even if she did not directly take the money, the fact that she is still going about her business on social media, trying to be her like, I'm sassy and sexy, like on a Saturday, like she does this now a couple days a week and there's never any kind of sympathy towards the victims. Even if she had nothing to do with it, you would think like, I am so sorry for the man who represented us for the last 22 years have done like, that's horrifying. We've gotten zero of that. Yes, exactly. Like guilty or not guilty, there's a way to conduct yourself when, you know, you're involved in a scandal where victims are involved. Because if you watch the documentary, like they, they ruined these victims' lives more than their lives had already gotten ruined by whatever accident had happened. They like re-traumatized them. And every time Erica Jane was on, Beverly Hills was on, like they're triggered because they're like, where's our fucking money? Like they, they ruin these people's lives. Every time Erica tweets and like acts obnoxious on social media, I just think of the victims that have to watch this shit as she, you know, is talking on Beverly Hills about spending all of their money to heat up a pool that they never used. Like, I know, that's for, worth for 20 years. And she's like, for you know, 20 I, years. I saw it for four days, the bill, and I turned it off. Like, you know, it's like, I mean, just how like that's that's and she asked, like, where did all the money go? That's where all the money went into your heated pool that you never used into all of those clothes. You have two rooms in your three bedroom house that are just clothing rooms, you know, like that's where all of the like Mikey Minden is where the money went, like all of these things. And so I like that she thinks like, well, where did he hide it? It's like on you, in you, it's all around you, you know? Yeah, it's like, I just don't like how they're kind of treating the Bravo audience like we're, like, stupid. Like, we're not dumb. We, like, stop. Erica's acting like she's literally treating us like we're stupid. Like, there's any way we would believe her. We've seen how much money she... That is where the money went, you (laughs) dumb fuck. The last last week's episode, which I need your opinion on, I mean, that's where I really felt gaslit, where... He wrecked the, supposedly wrecked the car, uh, drove over a cliff, but then she later corrects the story to say the car was up there and then he got out and fell over the cliff. And then he was out for 12 hours. He broke his clavicle, shoulder, all of these things, but then he called her. So he called her in the ditch by himself, but he, he broke his shoulder, but he was still able to grab the phone and call. And, and then she goes, I just figured he was with one of his bitches, you know, like it, it, yeah, Yeah, wait, I'm like, which one is it? Is he like a a poor old man with Alzheimer's? Or is he like the horniest dude ever? Or is he like some suave power lawyer who's going to ruin your life and has like a bunch of mistresses? Like, which one is it? But Tom's Tom's ultimately a dickhead. Like, I mean, the ultimate dick is Tom, of course. But the fact that she's trying to pull, I just feel like, 
the the past week's story was so unbelievable in so many ways. She's planting, she's planting this for whatever his defense is. She's trying to see what sticks and she's throwing anything out there. She's planting whatever seed. That's what it is. It's like they, they don't know exactly what defense he's going to use yet or what the deal is, but she stuck out everything. Well, did you? You're right. You, like, you, you had this great uh, meme where you did like a wheel of fortune of like which one uh, Erica could blame. And it literally had every, and she really did hit everyone. It was body falling apart, mind falling apart, cheating, uh, embezzlement, uh, went over a cliff. Um, the car accident, driving off a cliff, like a coma, Alzheimer's, dementia, again, like mistresses, uh, like everything. Well, she... And it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy because in every time she ever spoke about Tom, by the way, like, it's very obvious that now she's like, he was so controlling. And it's like, she, she had like the, she had what she came for and she loved it when they were I like, read, she loved I read her it. I read her autobiography and like, uh, we've seen him controlling in those scenes, but also he was the kind of controlling that let her go for like months at a time. Like she was overseas going to like perform at gay bars a lot over like Greece. There's like a big section of the book of all the performing she did overseas that was without Tom, but she got to use the private jet and stuff. And Brian Moylan, who just wrote that housewives book is the ghost writer for Erica Jane's the yeah. pretty mess book, which Brian has uh, been pretty quiet on the Erica Jane front. And yes. I know he's in her corner but i mean which by the way you know when you know somebody personally all your objectivity goes out the window it just, it's hard it's hard i i feel like that's always a thing it's like why aren't you speaking out against this person and blah 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 like people just do that to celebrities in general when it comes to like accountability culture or whatever and i'm like when you know someone personally you have to like no matter what you believe or if you know you're on their team or it's like you ha just have to maneuver it carefully because that's like a personal person in your life like a personal friend or whatever it is. Like, it's just always harder that way. When you could see so all those ladies that. were so just focused on, you know, Sutton was the only one that had a physical reaction to like, that doesn't make sense. But all the yeah. other ladies, you can just tell they're so far up their own asses sometimes that they're like, oh, she looks sad. Let's eat that pancake cake. You know, like it was, it was. Yeah, it's the Fox Force 5, like packed. They will not like go. And that's like, that ruins the show. And you know what? Kyle will be fine regardless. But the rest of the five, Dorit, this has to be your last season. They're phasing her out. No, Dorit I, is I, gone. Just, I don't think that. I don't think I don't think she's I gone. think they are they're seeing what the show is like without her because she has not said two words. So Dorit is gonna be gone. Um, I think Erica obviously is gonna be gone after the season. It'll be too much backlash if they bring her back. Not worth it. Even if like the drama is good, it's like it's just not worth it for them. Um, and then Rinna sucks. I think Rinna is going to be gone after the season. No. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no, no. And then Teddy's gone. <laughs> it's like Kyle just aligned herself. She needs to go to the Gar Garcelle crystal, like Sutton. <laughs> that needs to be an alliance. Cause that's the future. Well, unless the bees get her before that, but like the, the that's true. I think, I think, well, I was thinking like Fox force five, if this really gets huge ratings, Bravo could pitch a Fox force five show where they do oh, like please. criminal act, where they do criminal activities and try to steal money <laughs> from America. And they're like, Teddy, you starve people to death. Lisa, you cackle people to death, you know? Yes, actually, yeah, that's a good point. And like Dorit just like evades taxes and Kyle does oh, that's maybe so sketchy things with Mauricio's business. And you know, Erica just One exists. 
$1.2 million in tax liens was announced against Dorit and PK Kemsley uh, this past week. But you know what's so funny is that it doesn't even, that story really meant nothing to me because I'm at the point now with any housewives on these shows, I assume they have tax issues, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, like, I just assume some it. People, some people, like, don't care. Again, again, Bravo historian with the contrarian takes. She was like, I don't care. You know, I don't care who owes taxes when it comes to houses. I'm like, I kind of do because <laughs> I, because it's like the law. First of all, like it's the law. Like we all pay our taxes. We all do it. Like don't speak for pay me, your Sophie. taxes. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't speak for me. I'm sorry to assume here, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we all do it. And second of all, housewives, in my opinion, it ruins the facade when we know they're overextending themselves to look richer on the show. Dorit, like I want, you know, like Heather Dubrose who are like just genuinely rich or like Sutton. Like I want, I yes. want like the actual, like, I don't want to know that your, your children are going to be suffering because you are prioritizing your rent, the runway, Louis Vuitton, all matching outfits. Little Jagaloo can't have back to school clothes. Little Jagaloo, please. No. I did you love what he called. He's like, mommy, I'm in this stupid mansion and you're in the nice Palm Springs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like mommy's little angel. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I just read an article too that uh, t- Girardi Keys, the the law firm, uh, got one point five million dollars in PPP loans or P, however you say that loans over the pandemic, which is just wild. So the government mm-hmm. gave that law firm one point five million dollars in the last year. And that's just bizarre when you have that, but when you have judgments against them, you know, right. You're still getting getting richer, you know, it's it's, in some ways. Yeah. There is absolutely so much wrong with um, the way that the PPP loan program worked uh, during the pandemic. Like, Oh my God. It was just for contestants of the bachelor and housewives. Yeah. They helped him just scam more. Because where'd that 1.5 million go? I'm sure it didn't go to the victims or back to the government. It probably just disappeared on, yeah. into um, E Global or whatever. E- EJ, EJ Global, EJ Global, yeah. EJ Global. Um, but I, I, my my thing is though, I will say, and this is what is so sick about the whole thing. I am enjoying the hell out of this season. It has given me new yeah. way. It, it, it's like the wind beneath my wings. Like I cannot wait. In fact, you guys, I found out this uh, a couple days ago that they're not airing a new episode this week due to the Olympics. They are oh. airing a new episode of Roni though, because they're trying to burn those off. So they're like, we'll air three, you know, um, <laughs> but Beverly Hills, they're saving until like the next one is, I, I believe the first week of August, but that's like, that's like a piece of my soul is gone for the week. You know? Yeah. That makes me sad. I saw that somewhere. And now I'm sad thinking about it again, because I always get really excited for Wednesdays. I mean, I have to tell my mom real Beverly Hills is my mom's first ever like Bravo anything. Cause she's but a I got her, lady. She gets, she gets, I know, but now she's obsessed with it. She was like every Wednesday at eight. She's like every Wednesday at eight. I love, she's like, I love Sutton. Like she like loves it. I think me and my mom both appreciate Sutton because I think that she, again, is just so, she doesn't need the show. 
She's like just rich. Well, like, I love, she's I, I, see, I love Sutton and I love Crystal. Like I, I li- love them both. Normalize loving them both because well, I love them both. I don't think they're at this point yet, but I talked about this week and I think you might agree is I think Potomac's already two episodes in having a great season already. Oh my God. And Potomac, Karen, by the way, new episode is going to be on here really soon. It's the Olympic, Olympics it, of worry. reality shows. Yeah, But like Giselle and Karen, to me, I I, I'm a Karen fan. Like I'm Karen all the way, but they need each other. It's like the Batman and Joker. They need each other. They never to get really, old. But like, I, I, I like, I want to normalize. It's like, I can dislike Giselle, but I still desperately want her on the show. Like you have to, they yeah. work so well together. They just work off Same. each other so well. The way they rip on each other, the way. Um, oh yeah. That's, I think that's a pretty common opinion. Like, I feel like it's it's such a good feud because deep down, you know that they're always they're always going to love each other deep down. You think it's they always get over it. And it's like no matter what, what did Giselle scream at Karen about um who was the lady that Ray was having an affair with and they were like in France or something? And Giselle was like, Oh my god, what was she what did she scream? I don't remember, but I I, you don't remember? I, I don't. Why? I don't remember what she. It screamed. was the mis- It was the mistress's name, the Ray. The Ray's apparently the woman that Ray was obsessed with. I can't remember, but it's so funny. No matter what they say to each other, they always get over it. I your hot box, your box is on fire. <laughs> oh, and but on the second episode, you guys, if you haven't seen it, uh, she's meeting with um, with Ashley Darby. And Ashley's like, um, Karen, what was what was the deal with the hot box? And what is Sing Sing? And then Karen takes us behind her creative process. And she's like, you know, it went so well with the hot box. And then what happened was then it's just the first thing that came to my mind. And I love the peek behind an artist curtain like that. It's like Picasso with a painting. She, w- I love the fact Karen was like, you know, I was just touched by God. And it just it just came out. It just came out. Just I love that she thought that was like a beautiful takedown, you know? You know what though? Um, I it made me wonder if Karen was somehow covering for whatever she was exposing and then walked back and was like, Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Well, we know now though. You, it, oh, that's Sing Sing. It says Sing Sing because supposedly yeah. after um Giselle's uh pastor asshole uh person yeah. that she used to be married to, Jamal uh cheated on her the first time. Supposedly she might have checked herself in a mental health institution. Uh, because she she had a breakdown, which I would be like, I would flip and have a breakdown too if I found out my husband or oh wife. Oh God, was yeah, that's like. But that's that what she meant by like, Sing Sing. She thought Sing Sing was a mental institution and not a prison, supposedly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, I just appreciate that Karen's. She's her reads aren't always perfect, but she puts in the effort. But they're perfect for her. Like I want to her. see her screw up. Like. To me, somebody that screws up confidently is amazing. Yeah. You yeah, know? that is a that is a way to like define just Karen in general. When she does screw up or when she does get embarrassed, I feel like she's pretty good at owning it. Now she is. She didn't used to be. That's why wait, I like it was her. Lila. She wait, I remembered what the name was. It was Lila something. You don't remember this? I mean, I vaguely remember it, but it's it's oh. like three seasons ago. God, I know, I know. I'm sorry. It's um, really bothering. <laughs> There's other Real Housewives of Potomac news, though, you guys. So Dr. Wendy Acefo, who I think is just brilliant, until I found out she wants to start a side business of candles. And I'm just, I don't know what it is with these candles and housewives, but it's like, I feel like we've done everything we can with candles. It's like face cream. It's like, how many other face creams can we get? But then, you guys, 
Mia Thornton, the new Potomac cast member, just announced yesterday she is starting her own candle line as well. And her candles are already out just and and her and Dr. Wendy are already at each other's throats. And I think that's hysterical. That is such a housewives thing. I yeah, I love that for her. I really do love that for her. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm not like understanding Wendy this season at all. Like my, at all. My I'm friend like, said that happened? she's having a Leah season, but I don't think that. I just think it's two episodes in and I've I just got disappointed when she had a candle line because I'm like, you are so much smarter than it. And like, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Dr. Moon is like that too. She has a candle line and I'm like, what is going on? You guys are brilliant women and you're, you're getting caught up in candle lines. Yeah. I mean the, the candle line and like, I just feel like the way that she was going after Mia for it just like all reeked of insecurity. Oh yeah. Completely. Like it really did. It was like, it was just like, you, you just met this girl. Like, why are you like in the Eddie game, the, the game with Eddie, like the love game or whatever. It's just like, I don't know. I'm like, she clearly, you know, feels better after surgery about her appearance, but it still doesn't like fix like her deep insecurities is the vibe that I'm getting. Cause I do love to just psychoanalyze people and, on bravo shows and obviously. this past week's potomac episode mia already got a don't put your hand in my face like she already did a uh, hand in wendy's face towards the end and Wendy was like don't put your hand on my face and that is like every time that a housewife says that an angel gets its wings like it is a very rite of passage for somebody to say don't put your hand in my face and i think it's like very common in housewife shows do you ever put your hand in other females faces no. And I'm big. I'm just big into personal space. Personally. I don't like when people get close to me. I don't like being able to smell your breath. Um, so yeah, no, that's never an issue for me, but I am a hand talker. Like I'll be at a restaurant, like telling a story to my friend and I'll like almost hit a waiter with like my hand flying, but that's about it. Mia, Mia's candles. You guys, she has two. One says, don't fuck with me on it. And the other says, karma is a bitch. And and they're called the best revenge is your paper limited edition candles. So this is directly at Wendy. Yeah, I yeah, I love that. I love it. I love when we see the feud off screen on social media. Like it it brings some legitimacy to it. And I think that it's legit. For both two newbies. I think that it's a legit feud. And I'm I think and I think it. she fit I think I think Mia fits in really well so far. Oh great. Yeah, she's great. I love Mia so far. Love her. Again, um, it's like she seems she seems very secure in herself. So uh I guess and they did play that love game. They all the all the couples played the love game at the end, and we found out that Mia was potentially a exotic dancer, uh, and that's where she might have met her her husband. Um, but they also said the, the craziest place they had sex was in a Waffle House bathroom. Uh, and I don't mean sex, but what's the craziest place you've made out or something like that, Sophie? You got a, the craziest place? Um, the craziest place. Oh, my gosh. The craziest place I've made out or hooked up with someone. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be foul and say sex. I mean, making love. What, how are we? <laughs> Ew, I hate that. <laughs> um, a balcony in uh, Mexico with a hot tub and a pillow propped up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Only the real ones will know what I'm saying. Uh, was, uh, was that what um, Scott, Well, Scott I worked just- in high school. I worked at a bowling alley. 
or no, I didn't work at a bowling alley. I was on the bowling team and my boyfriend worked at the bowling alley. I was on the bowling team. So sometimes, you know, well, make out can happen. So you said alley. enough. I mean, that's, it's a hot situation and you're on the bowling team. I mean, that's, um, that's but it. yeah, um, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, what about uh, you, Ryan? Oh, thank you. Um, uh, well, there, I, this is not the craziest place, but the crazy just how brazen I was for such a nerd. It was like in high school, it was like my junior year. And I had, this is not going to be a shock to a lot of people. I had a waterbed, which is just insane. Oh, right. I was just talking about waterbeds this weekend. My parents always had a waterbed. And so when I, that was like, like my big boy bed <laughs> was a waterbed. And then like my first girlfriend we were on the waterbed and it literally was like the Titanic. It was like, like the water back and forth. And I was the only room on the downstairs. Uh, we had like a two floor house, but my room was right next to the living room. And it was like, I like, it was just so brazen. Like, why would I make that much noise on a waterbed right when my parents were out watching TV in the other room? And I, I got one of those, you're not allowed to close the door anymore kind of things, you know? And it was really embarrassing. Was Drive on, even though that movie was had it come out. <laughs> yes, yeah, Ryan Gosling's Drive. Uh, we were. Right. I was just talking about water runs this weekend because we were talking. I just saw a bunch of high school people, and I was like, "Oh my god, this one girl from high school, she had a water bed, and it just is." What I, I don't think they exist. I, about her. I don't like Matthew McConaughey. Seems like he would have a water bed, but other yeah, than that, I just wonder. I'm like, what happens? Like, does it get ever get moldy? Do you have to worry about like the maintenance of like keeping the water on the inside clean? No, yeah, no, there's no like fish in there. Like you would, no, I mean, it's like in, well, I will say the waterbed went with me to college, like my sophomore year of college to this house, like a couple friends rented. And I remember towards the end of the year, it sprung a leak. And I was just so damn lazy that I, it was just leaking very slowly that I just put like a bucket underneath. And it just got to the point where I was like, on just a very thin layer of water. Yeah, like when that happens, you're just, you don't have a mattress anymore. No, you're screwed. You're like, and there's no way to, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to believe that it's like Avatar. You're like, why did that even exist? It doesn't. Why did that exist? Like, it just Uh, sounds like it just made life so much more complicated, you know? Yeah. Um, So did you watch by chance the live stream of Kanye West's new album, Donda, that uh, there was a live stream on Thursday night from, I believe, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and he did a, uh, a, he was two hours late, supposedly, he came out in like this, the red gap jack, the red gap jacket, all these, and it was just him, and he ran around the stadium, it was just him on the stadium floor, except for some photographers, and then at times he crumpled, and supposedly broke down and then would get back up. Did you watch any of this? No, I didn't watch it, but yeah, it sounds about right. I, I watched a couple of clips on Twitter and um, Jay-Z does a feature and supposedly Jay-Z had recorded his feature on Donda at 4 p.m. that afternoon. So it was supposed to be released directly after that live stream. Mm-hmm. And now the, it is out that uh, it will not be out until August 6th at the earliest, um, which, okay. and he's, there's an article that came out, I think yesterday saying that he has set up shop in Mercedes Benz stadium. And that is where he is finishing the recording, which is just so bizarre. And there's a picture of him at a, 
I think it was at a soccer game in the stadium. He's in the red with the the mask over his yeah. face, and he's just wandering around next to regular people watching soccer. And he's in his Kanye superhero outfit. Like, I wouldn't know. that be bizarre if you're like taking a piss and then Kanye's just wandering around the bathroom? I love it. That's that'd be amazing. He but yeah, it's like he's been stadium. I know that a lot of his fans are really, really, really mad because he was supposed to release the album, and obviously, you know, fans like that's what they live for. This is the album release. But he's always known, but he's known for the, in fact, somebody exactly. said an And he's also bipolar. He's so, it's like, you have to just, you know, have well, some empathy when you think of like manic episodes and stuff like that. So I'm sure it was like a manic well, episode where he thought he could finish it. Well, I but, don't know. I mean, like he's even, even college dropout was somebody sent me the college dropout was like something like 90 days late, which that was his first album. And I didn't realize this had been gone going on from the beginning, but what do you think in the sense of like what I've always loved about Kanye was the spectacle. Like I, I was at the floating stage. I went to two times at the floating stage. I mean, Sunday service. I was really all about, because even that stadium thing, like we kind of go like, well, I don't think I could watch the full thing, but like you see images from it and you see like, wow, this is a grand spectacle. Like this is a, this is something that nobody is I mean, you can argue um, mental health and things like that, but nobody is doing, I mean, I'm, I don't really love his latest music and even what I heard I wasn't in love with, but I, I need to listen to it more. But nobody's doing it like that. Nobody, I mean, Taylor yeah. Swift, maybe in the sense of her album releases are so grand and mysterious, mm-hmm. but it is interesting. I love when things are, and this isn't specific to Kanye, but I like when things get you excited or visually excite you. I like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he is absolutely just an original. And I just yeah. appreciate anyone who is original. Like, su- original, authentically themselves. Just, like, I I just, like, I don't like, you know, followers or, like, trend followers or, like, whatever it is. I just appreciate anyone who is, like, doing something that no one has ever done before. Like, Kanye just, like, you know, he just isn't original in every sense of the word. And, like, you have to appreciate that. You know, he's not always, like saying the right thing or doing the right thing, well, but you know, he's just himself. Which brings us to the Kim of it all. So Mrs. Kim Kardashian West, maybe she was he- there with the kids. She was, uh, you know, with North was able to sit with her and Chloe. I don't know where the other kids sat, but I knew, know they were there. Chloe was there. And food uh, God. Oh God. I mean, just what a way, to, like what a way for Kanye to be like, maybe I'm better off. Like if you bring food God to something, you're like, do I need this? Like, maybe I am better off with Irina shake. I mean, <laughs> it is like, can you, Hey Kanye, what's going on, bro? Like, you know, you, <laughs> Hey, you have any cheese lately? I was just eating this melted cheese. So good. Um, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. And you know, he thinks he's badass. You know, food God thinks he's like, Oh shit. Look at me back in the limelight. Oh yeah, he definitely thinks that. Oh my god, I think it's so funny. So I have gone to the same the eyebrow person that that Jonathan God <laughs> uses. But anyway, my the eyebrow guy said that Jonathan is so self conscious about how one of his eyes is always yeah. like. And now I always notice it. And he said that he would have to like do his eyebrows specifically yeah. to like address the issue. But I always notice it now. And I'm like, well, you know, oh. years ago when I, cause every, you know, I would, I would post in like silly Facebook groups, but I would, um, I compared Kim and food God to, um, I don't know if you've ever seen a, the movie, the Goonies. 
but there's like characters like Chunk and Sloth, and Sloth has like a droopy eye. He's like um, a really he's like a. Oh, creature. I know what you're talking about. I but think. I said Chunk and Sloth were like the original Kim and Food God, and and I feel. <laughs> I feel bad about that now, but I will say food God is one of those people that searches his name out on Twitter and stuff. Exactly. I don't feel bad because he's, he literally is such an asshole to people on social media. Oh, anyone huge. Like, yeah. Anyone who says anything to him, he's like so sensitive. Um, so Nori's like, black book, uh, who is on, um, I mean, we, we, Natalie Nori's who's, uh, Natalie Franklin, who's Nori's black book was on the pod, uh, a couple months ago. And, and she always calls uh, Jonathan Miss Jonathan. And yeah. he like, oh, I saw Miss Jonathan today. Uh, but she gave me the impression that Kim and Chloe thinks it's kind of funny when she says Miss Jonathan and stuff. Like, But I like that Kim, I like the thought that Kim and Chloe even kind of get that Jonathan is, you know, you all that yeah. you have that one friend that you love, but you kind of make fun of at the same time. Yes, I do like that for the most part, they are generally, they can laugh at themselves. Yeah, like I, I do like that. But what do you think? Do you think they're going to reunite? Who, Kanye and Kim? Yeah. No, I think it's done. I think it's like, they tried. I think that Kim probably would want nothing more than for it to work. And I think finally bringing herself to divorce him was probably like a huge, you know, like thing, like pressure. What's the world word I'm looking for? Weight off her shoulders. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure it was something that, you know, she t- exhausted every other option. I'm but sure. she matched him. She had that red skin tight outfit on that obviously Kanye. Yeah. Picked up. But I think that's also like, they always want to do like the happy co-parenting, like, they're always going to make it look like they will are, you know, happy co-parents. So well, that's, I mean, that is good. I mean, I, I, uh, I do, I mean, that's good for, I'm sure for their huge amount of kids and stuff like that. And all their kids are dang, dang cute. But I'll be curious to see if he, um, if, if this album even comes out, what it sounds like. And if he'll tour, he was supposed to be at rolling loud in Miami on Saturday and he canceled it because he was, uh, you know, still at work on the album. But I will say, it's unfortunate that when the, he did the floating stage tour um, for Life of Pablo, he had, uh, you know, he had a, he, he got placed in like, I think it was a 5150 hold uh, in Sacramento and they had to cut the tour short uh, because of his, uh, you know, his, his medical stuff. And it really was, I saw it from like the rafters and then I saw it once where I was on the floor and it really was one of the visually coolest. You think like, oh, a floating stage, who cares? But then you, the way it was lit, it looked just as cool from the rafters as it did on the ground. Guys, today's sponsor, as I said earlier, is HelloFresh again. HelloFresh is, is amazing. You know, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You can skip trips to the grocery store and you count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Now, folks, they sent me this and I actually have video. I took video, so I didn't want to ever be called a liar, of me cooking Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, I can cook now because of HelloFresh. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips with less prep, less effort, and minimal cleanup. 
that actually I make everything a mess. And I got to tell you, this was not a mess as usually I make things. So yeah, I guess that is minimal. Uh, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. HelloFresh's calorie smart options make it easier to enjoy tasty, lower calorie meals this summer without scouring the grocery store for ingredients and the web for easy recipes. It actually really is cool, guys. They put all of like the ingredients in these little pouches. So if you need dill, they have like little package of dill instead of having to go buy a whole bottle of dill. I keep saying dill and I don't know why I keep using it as an example. No, you can choose from over 50 menu and market items to, to go each week from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options all available. So there's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. So this was really cool. I got my box of HelloFresh, uh, and they sent me three meals, and I I, I made the, the chili one because I uh, it was the easiest, but then the other ones were just as easy. And it was really, uh, I, I mean, it was really filling. I, I kind of always get scared I'm not going to have enough food. I don't know why, but it, I'm that way. And this actually was insanely filling. And then I was able to take a bunch of pictures pictures and I was like, oh, I can post these on social media and make myself look cool, you know, so you can do that as well. But if you guys want to try this, go to HelloFresh.com slash SoBad14 and use the code, the promo code SoBad14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash SoBad14 and use code SoBad14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. I mean, come on, do that for me. I, you also get something out of it too. It's free food. Who doesn't like free food? I love food. Okay, back to the show. It was such a different experience, and the the stage would just go around, like it would just go and and he would just he was tethered into it so he couldn't fall, and the kids on the ground would just follow the stage and just mosh underneath it. So that was part of the spectacle if you were in the rafters. Yeah. Um, and the second yeah, time I went, awesome for everything I saw. Yeah, and I'm sure you know that was his vision, and he like. He was the one, and everyone was probably like, that's weird, Kanye, like a floating stage. And like, you know, that's just Kanye. He was like, got to do the floating stage. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 um, and that one of the shows when I was on the ground, which was really scary, he, he just didn't feel it halfway through. And he was, I think it was on Heartless. And he just said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. You'll get your money back. And it was like 20 minutes in. And I thought there was going to be a riot. So I was like, and I was on the ground, but like, yeah, he was, he's one of those guys that if he doesn't feel it, he, he's just out of there. Um, okay. Let's see here. Let's get to the, the big story. What, what the mystery is here, what's going on. Uh, ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez um, have recreated a photograph um, or from Jennifer Lopez's music video, um, Love Can't Love, uh, Love Don't Cost a Thing, where Ben, a younger Ben Affleck, was putting his hand over JLo's Heine. And on her 52nd birthday, they have recreated that photo shoot along with many other photos professionally taken. And JLo made an Instagram official supposedly yesterday. I thought that was fine. But then today when we got the hand on the ass recreation photos, I'm starting to wonder what the hell is going on. Yeah. They're, they're just like, you know, they're just doing it on purpose. But like, they, I 
for was, their the joy of them or the joy for for us? Like, what 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 are we doing it's this for? Fine. Like a lot of people are like, oh my god, I'm living for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's so kitschy. I think it's so it is hysterical to me because they look so old. Like Ben Affleck literally looks like he might be near death. He looks. Like, so, like, he looks like he's just hanging on for dear life. J-Lo looks, like, perfect for 52. But Ben Affleck, I don't feel like he knows where he is. Like, he's, like, I, I, I can't tell if he knows he's on a yacht. I can't tell if, because he looks, it's like when you get, it's like when you like, have a boyfriend or girlfriend and they ask you to go, to, like, to Cheesecake Factory and you hate Cheesecake Factory, but you oblige because it's your significant other's birthday. And it's, like, I feel like she asked him to do the butt photo and he's, like, uh, I guess like you can tell he's just not into it. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm just not understanding it. I'm really not because I think it's cheapening both of their personal brands. In my opinion, I'm yeah. like, okay, you're getting, you're getting PR, but at what cost? Because for me, I'm just like, this is so thirsty. And it's very obvious that JLo has relationship problems. She was just, <laughs> she was just engaged to A-Rod like five minutes ago. Like, why are we cheering this on? She needs well, to break, figure shit out. Well, like, I think we're cheering it on. I mean, part of it is just because we were in a pandemic. So that's, it's, it's, it's exciting. But also, don't you think it's like that one thing? We always have that one person that, you know, you're kind of wistful for, even though that person probably wasn't good for you. It's so exciting to think about like decade, a decade plus later, you know, rekindling. Cause you go through all these, you know, these things in your head of like, what would I say? Like, would I be able to be with my high school girlfriend again? Would I be, you know, like, I think your mind naturally goes to these kind of what ifs that they're actually living out. And, but the weird thing is they're actually recreating photos that were iconic to them. Like, you know, even on the yacht, there was like a framed photo of that Herb Ritz photo of them on the motorcycle, the black and white photo. It was a framed photo on the yacht. Like people are bringing framed photos onto a rented yacht. That's weird. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it just, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I know that a lot of people are getting some joy out of it, but I'm just not. And you know that I've never thought that this rekindling no. was exciting. But for me, for me, I take the joy where I can get it and I'm easy. I'm an easy mark. Like I just want, I think it's, and it's such a pop culture thing that I kind of like, do I think it's going to work? No, but like, the thing is, I'm like, sometimes when I see so many photos, I go, Hey, let's chill on the photos and maybe, maybe do a little you, you guys time where you kind of go with the therapist and figure out why it didn't work the first time. Like, are you actually actively working on this as a relationship or are you just taking awesome, funny photos? I doubt, I highly doubt that it's a real relationship at all. I just don't think it is. I think this cemented it for me was the, was the staged paparazzi photos. I'm like, okay, if you're actually in a real relationship, why are you state? Who has the time? Like, it's just thirsty and embarrassing. You know, if I go on, if I ever go on a date, um, again, I, I think, uh, I'm going to have a, a paparazzi in the back. Like, what if you just travel with a paparazzi for like just normal people dates? Like, wouldn't that freak no out your significant it. other? Yeah. Would, I, I, wait, like to make it look like you're like super important to your date. That's a good yeah, idea. Exactly. Like you could have like, I'm shocked like bachelor contestants don't do that as a side business of like trying to like plan bachelor dates where, or even like the band train, you know, on the bachelor where they always stumble upon like some kind of like nineties band. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, train. And then, yeah. you know, and then, and then the, the two, the couple have to dance awkwardly in front of train. They always have like weird bands that pop up. I know. I love it. It's so awkward. Um, it's so awkward. Well, what I, God, I, who is, is there a couple in your eyes that you're like, 
that that would touch my heart if they got back together. Is there somebody, is there somebody that like, or even somebody now that you believe in their love in terms of famous people? Oh my God. I don't know. Besides Karen and Ray from Potomac. Karen, their marriage is an institution. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Karen and Ray for sure. Um honestly, I don't know. I can't even who 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 do you think? Well, I don't think this personally, but I did find it curious that I feel like there's an eeriness happening because I feel like we've had a solid seven days since the last Kravis story. Like, honestly, there has not been any Kravis stories this week, but we were getting Kravis stories every two days and it's been all quiet on the Kravis front ever since that engagement story, kind of. Like, am I right? Like, there's not been Yeah, wait, that's that's peculiar now that you- Where are they? I don't know. Maybe there's trouble in paradise. Or maybe they're on like some kind of honeymoon. I don't look at Kravis like I think they're like genuinely 100% in love and not in it for the PR because all they do is photo shoots and photo ops. But I think it's, but see, for them, I think when you're raised around cameras, that's all in one for them. That's how they think of love is. Oh, come on. No, I don't believe in them, Sophie. I'm just saying. Wait, do you believe? I know you're a big Amelia Bedelia and Scott Disick fan, so. I'm like, what if I was like an actual like Amelia Stan and I was like on Amelia Stan Twitter? Like, wait, 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 like, is there Amelia Stan Twitter? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, she, what does she even do to have stands? I doubt she does. No offense, Amelia. Wait, I, like, I feel bad because I have always felt sad for Amelia. Yeah. With like the whole Scott thing. Because of, Le- and, like, of Lisa Renna- being her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Scott is just looking rougher and rougher every time we see him. He is just, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be like, you know, morbid or whatever. I'm hopeful for him. But you know, when you see someone that's kind of like, he just keeps getting worse and you know that he's not sober. You're just like, this isn't gonna end well. well like, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but there was like a photo of him and it's like, if you have a bracelet and you're near 40, that says fuck off. Like that's just like, I mean, Oh man, that is killer, dude. Fuck off. Oh, you're punk rock, dude. Yes. Like he has a bracelet yeah. that says fuck off. And like, I just feel like those bracelets really, those are most impactful when you're in your twenties, when you're in your forties, it's sad. Yeah. He also looks so miserable all but the so time. Does ben Affleck. Like, don't you notice that they all, they both look miserable. Yeah. Well, I think that's also like, you know, I don't know. Their face are a little sunken from the substance abuse, probably. Well, also, I think that is just like age, too. And when you're with somebody that's 19 years old or 20, like Amelia Bedelia, like yeah. you're a woman. Like, what is that face she does? Like, is that a model face? Because I just noticed she ne- she has the it's like not a pout, but it's just like a a dead look. Like it's like a uh, like she, she and her eyes are like like lower i don't know you know what i'm saying she always has the same look in lingerie and she's always in lingerie yeah just nothing behind the eyes it's sad and she obviously has had like so much work done already and just turned 20 what um i said is that a model look though the dead look like i've i've I've, yeah models don't have that same look but um did you see them on the yacht somebody sent me pictures and I, 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 I wasn't wearing my glasses at the time. So I looked at two pictures and, and it was, I guess, one with Penelope on Scott's lap and one with Amelia yeah. Bedelia. And I and shit you Daily not, Mail I thought it was the Daily same Mail. person. The Daily Mail like- labeled 
me as Amelia. And that's a problem. If, if the tabloids are mixing up your, your girlfriend with your daughter, with your six-year-old daughter, whoever old Penelope is like, that's an issue. But the Daily Mail isn't like the Washington Post. It's not like something no, it's that's not, like- but it's just gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's like disgusting. Like that should be an issue. Like he should like look in the mirror and be like, wait, this is weird. But no, he Do you won't. ever feel like we're extending their relationship because Scott's stubborn and he's like, fuck all you guys. I'll be with her for the rest of my life just to prove you wrong. Um honestly, no, he, I think that Scott is probably just waiting until you know she ages out of her age and then he'll be on to the next young thing in my opinion he's yeah, done this a- with so many other young girls like yeah twitter is obsessed with it. i kind of am too now is just that m night Shyamalan movie that came out this weekend called old, old. which is about a beach you guys a beach where you go and you turn old and i made the joke of like leonardo dicaprio and scott disick's like most feared beach is the old beach uh-huh. but like uh i i kind of I kind of, I kind of want to see that. I like, I want to see people get old on a beach. Um, I, know, I want to see it too, but it got like, um, it got like bad reviews. I saw M Night Shyamalan's last two, last two really good movies, which were Split with, um, oh, like Split, yeah, with uh, uh, Bruce Yeah, yes, he was great. My, What's my friend, made me, my friend made me see it, and like we still, like I still, um yell at her about it because I'm scarred from it but it was good even though it was scary and also the visit but we call oh. it grandma's house, me and my friend. The- <laughs> we call it grandma's, grandma's house, house. A better name for it but those both those were both good movies so I was like I'll see old if it gets good reviews because I'll watch what I said M night Sh- from the I like when they go from the mind of M night Shyamalan like when I like yes. when they're like from the twisted mind yeah. of M. Night I was going to say, you have to have the word twisted in there. From the twisted mind. mind I hope M. people describe me as that. From, from the, the twisted <laughs> From the twist. You could be like that uh, movie Zola. From the Twitter account of Sophie Ross. From, from the whole from the fucked up, From the <laughs> fucked up deranged mind of Sophie Ross. From the trollish mind of Sophie Ross. Comes <laughs> Erica Jane tweets. Um. No, I like a good uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. I like twist movies. I, I, Same. I, I, Same, but I, I, just, I needed to have good reviews for me to want to see, like, because M. Night Shyamalan, it's like they're either really good or really bad. Yeah. Did you watch, uh, were you a fan of Black Mirror? Did you ever watch? Uh, uh, obsessed I with love Black it. Mirror. Well, what if J-Lo and Ben Affleck were like a Black Mirror episode where it's like something they're trying to like, like some kind of scientific or like there's a time continuum or some kind of multiverse and they've always been it's together this whole possible, time. But I think, I think they're both just thirsty again, which is why I think it's embarrassing for them. I would think they were much cooler if they weren't doing, I just think any sort of like stage paparazzi, but like Kravis, I always just think it's cringy. I'm like, you're not a real celebrity. If you have to call the paparazzi on yourself or stage photo shoots, like that's embarrassing. Oh, speaking of embarrassing, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the, there used to be this like side character. I think it was like a friend of on Beverly Hills. She was related to John Mellencamp. I think it was like her daughter or something. I don't remember who it is. Um, but she is, it feels like she's desperate on social media right now. Like she created this character called, um, tequila, tequila, Terry, tequila, tequila, Terry. And, uh, and she, she, does these things. I don't know if you, I, I, it's one of my, I see when I see these now, 
is like people that try to get engagement. And she like posed one with a car and she's like, can you imagine? I think I have a 4.67 Uber rating. I guess Tequila Teddy must have had some rides without my knowledge. What's your Uber rating, guys? And it's like those cringy posts to try to get like, because that's how that works, you guys, with influencers. They try to get engagement. So she wants to like go back and forth. And it's so embarrassing because she doesn't give a shit what your Uber rating is. She doesn't want to talk to you. She wants money from influencer deals. And I think it's so fucking cringe and like teddy is out of control lately on her instagram she's so cringy and nothing she does will make anyone think she's interesting she's just boring she's so boring and that's what it is it's like she is just painfully boring and like sorry you're just not made for reality tv you're not an exciting person to follow <laughs> well your personality I, I mean isn't fun but I just think that's a funny thing too with uh, influencer uh, culture is that when I was, when I started getting like over 10,000 people like, oh, you know, to get engagement up, you should do the like this or that. Like, do you like this or do you like that? And people do that all the time. And it's not that they really, it's like, they're trying to get engagement up because it's fun to hit a button. Yes or no, you know, but I don't, I don't, I can yeah. never, but well, I even get stuck into that. I, I answered like 50 questions about TV shows on somebody's poll the other day. Cause I was like, I've seen Friday Night Lights. I like that. Like it, you get sucked into that so easily, but it's like to get engagement up. Yeah. I mean, to do it like tricks, like there are a lot of tricks to get engagement up that people do all the time. And I'm like, I guess when it's your full-time career, you probably are working harder to get engagement up for me. I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah, But I know that, you know, like a lot of people that's like their livelihood. So they have to worry about that. But I'm like, again, if you're making interesting content, and just doing interesting things, people will gravitate towards that and engage with you. Yeah, I want to make my stupid jokes. And by the way, now I'm like saying that now I've like, right after I get off with this with you, I have to go to Sutton's store so I can film a cameo that somebody got for me. <laughs> so I'm going to go oh to- Oh my God, seriously? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go in front of Sutton's and film it because I did That's one- incredible. I did one at the back, the back alley of Sur the other day. I did one at Buca, I did a couple at Buca de Beppo, at Dorit's room. It, I oh, did, Room. I, I think the next one I'm going to try to go to um, Erica and Tom's mansion and throw myself off the cliff that Tom fell off of. I I am actually going with a couple Bravo uh, Instagram accounts. I think this week to go tool around Tom's uh, Pasadena mansion and see where we can get around. You know. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Wouldn't that please, be fun? Yes, please like live stream all of it. All of this. I need to see it. I'm uh, sad I won't be. Okay. A, a, a couple more things. Yeah. By the way, if you live in LA, you could go to any of these fun activities. Um, okay. This is Prince Harry's memoir release date could be seen as disrespectful to Queen Elizabeth II. Well, Prince Harry signed a four book deal, you guys. And one of the books is already scheduled to be released after the Queen's death, which is just so dark. What is your well, did you? Have I didn't know that? that they were planning that. That's fucked up. It's that's so fucked far. up. It's I that's I'm like far. how much money do you need that? Like I, yeah, I was firmly in Harry and Meghan's camp, but this seems so anymore. weird. I'm not anymore because for I mean I I will always like Meghan. I think that for a couple that you know has made it their signature thing that they want, you know, privacy. It's like Netflix deal, Spotify deal, now a book deal. It's like- Yeah, leave some deals for other people. Yes, and I'm like, I get that you guys need to support yourselves now that you've divested from the royal family, but it's like, now you're selling out your like elderly, even though she's the queen, I'm like, 
Oh my God. You're waiting for her to die. Like that's like a, a little too far for money. That's just, I don't care who it is or how much money is at stake or what my poor grandmother has done. Never in my life would I, would I ever have a conversation that involved planning something for after. I don't even want to think about that. I know. Like, that's yeah. like, that's like fucked up. It's like my no. mom planning her funeral already. It's like, I don't want to. Yeah, Harry can go fuck himself with his Nazi costume. I don't, I've never really, he was hot. I just, I just think it's binge. bizarre. I just he think it's hot. bizarre. Like, yeah, that's, that's fucking weird. That's weird. Yeah, I'm, and I feel like Will and Kate randomly with like the football, they showed up with George at the soccer game. I'm like, oh, did you see, did you see George, out? like him and George, yeah. like celebrate the goal together? It was actually really cute. Oh, so cute. I loved it. He's like a huge fan. Apparently he's a football fan. <laughs> yeah, baby. He looked like a little adult. Yeah. What's <laughs> Yeah, baby. It's me, Caitlin. I wait, by the way, it turns out Jax punked us, you guys. I had the story last week that Jax, I thought was on, I got information that he was on Big Brother Australia. It turns out he was getting a COVID test because he was going to be on E's Daily Pop the next day. And uh, so, yeah. Is he not vaccinated? Well, no, but I think they have to do COVID tests for anybody that goes on like stage. Oh, you know? oh. Uh, speaking of Vanderpump Rules, uh, the Randall Emmett Opus Midnight in the Switchgrass opened up in limited uh, theaters this weekend. We had some drama with the show, you guys. I know I read you guys a couple reviews a couple days ago. Um, the reviews have not gotten any better. We're sitting, I believe, at a 12% Rotten Tomatoes rate. And Machine Gun Kelly, he tweeted saying, um, you know, if I'm in a movie and you don't hear me talk about it, it means the movie is. And then he had the emoji of a trash can. And... Because him and and yeah. Megan Fox did not show up to the premiere, and they uh, Megan said it was because of the Delta variant. Yeah, and, no, but they've been all over anyway, so that was a lie. They yeah, clearly- they were spotted at Universal City Walk seeing a movie without masks on, which I thought was a, the great Dumois thing. But I'm not okay. This I I want to be very careful. I do not ever want to fully throw my support behind Randall Emmett, but I will say. I think that is really effing tacky. Like to trash, like you took the money for this. You read the script. Like the thing is like you were in it. Like, I think it's like, take your lumps, don't do press and just shut your mouth if you don't like it. Like the fact that I think that is bad form because, and this is, we know Randall's bit. He, he makes shitty movies. We get that. Like that's, but he chose to do this. Nobody forced him to do that movie. He cashed the check. He did all the Instagram posts when they were having dinners with like double couples in Mexico or wherever they shot. And I think it's like really poor form to then publicly bad mouth a film that you chose to be in you know i'm curious if that's like breach of contract because i'm sure they signed something where they have to promote it like i don't know i i wonder if something happened behind the scenes where they just like didn't like working with like it was a personal thing like we don't know what happened either you know well uh, you're right though there are there is contractual things my um somebody i'm close to is a a producer and she had a, a i think a disagreement with one of the stars and it is in the contract that you can't supposedly take that to social media at all. Like, and you'll get like, you're supposed to like, you'll contractually get like two posts out of something or this or that out of something, you know? And we don't doubt that it's a bad movie. I don't doubt that it's a bad movie, but I just think it's like, why kick? I mean, it's, I hate that I'm starting to like, I don't want to feel bad for Randall. 
I mean, you shouldn't feel bad for Randall ever. Like even now, you shouldn't feel bad for him. It's his. Okay. It's a movie that he made, and clearly, it's really fucking shitty. So maybe you should make better movies. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> you know, like I mean, it for like movies and TV, it takes a lot to even make a shitty movie. Like so many things have to come together. But like, yeah. I think it's just like really. I'm just like, man, it's funny. Like machine. It's like Kelly James Kennedy. Says, you have to try to get a zero percent of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yes, when he, he was talking about Gotti, that was yeah. the last time uh, DJ James Kennedy publicly commented. And DJ James Kennedy DJed the Midnight and the Switchga- Switchgrass premiere. And it's so sad that the only star, like the entire cast of Vanderpump Rules came out, even Jackson, Brittany, Stassi and Bo, even the past ones, Dodie, Heather McDonald, all that came out, but like, no actual stars like just like i mean like reality stars did but like now i'm starting to think that randall needs vanderpump rules more than vanderpump rules ever needed randall you know yeah, i mean randall's never been like like actually like a list like they like to pretend that he is but it's well, not like he's been like i mean i guess like yeah he's worked with some celebrities but like I don't know. It's like that's how he presented himself to Lala. Lala thought he was the number one producer in the whole wide world. Exactly. That's also funny. Like, it's funny that like, you know, they acted like he's like some really like, you know, high power. He's wheeling and dealing Hollywood exec. And it's like, okay, he's making movies that get 14 and 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) And, And the, the stars of his movies are so embarrassed by them. They won't promote them. Yeah, no, it's it's like there's an like even there's an Ed Woodness. I don't know if you know Ed Wood. Did you ever see that Tim Burton film about the the schlock like the schlock director Plan Nine from Outer Space? It's a great movie, you guys. But Ed Wood was this horrible director, but he he was his movies were so bad that they eventually became good. Like so bad, so it's bad good. Yeah. And so like I wonder if Randall could get into that. Like forty years from now, he might be respected for just how bad he was. And it could be kind of good in a way. Could that ever happen? But the reviews even say it's not even bad good. It's just boring. It's just it's bad. just bad. Yeah. And that's, and that's what you don't want. If it's like campy and fun, then yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like it's just bad, bad. <laughs> um uh we uh I was thinking about uh Jaden Smith and Willow Smith, because Willow Smith has a heavy metal album that just came out a couple weeks ago. And Jaden had a, a photograph uh, promoting that. And also this was the the week that Comic-Con usually is in San Diego, but they have not gone to in-person events like that yet. But it reminded me of the time that I went to Comic-Con and I followed around Jaden Smith, who was in a white Batman outfit. It was in the same white Batman outfit that he wore to Kim and Kanye's wedding. Do you remember those pictures? Um, no. Type in Jaden Smith at Kim and Kanye's wedding. He had a, a real Batman outfit, but it was just all white. And so I knew about those pictures. So all of a sudden when I was at Comic-Con, like, I think I was the, I was like, so of course a grown man, I'm just following around Jaden Smith at Comic-Con who's with a bunch of like huge bodyguards and he's just walking around in a white Batman outfit. It was like made my year. It was awesome. Oh my God. I love that. Um, okay. And, uh, okay. Beverly Hills. Uh, I forgot to ask you, did you watch the mid season trailer for the rest of the season of Beverly Hills? Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, it really does look amazing. Um, this week, is there anything that you are looking forward to anything that we need to know? Um, no. So I watched half of the new space jam on HBO. It was not good. And I was really disappointed. Oh, wasn't the citizen Kane like the first one was? (laughs) <laughs> the first one I like grew up on that though it's so iconic 
Yeah, but do you think uh, maybe kids maybe. will grow up on this one? Do you think it's like... No, because it's just not good. And it's gotten bad reviews. And I couldn't even get through it. And I like finish like every movie pretty much. Yeah, you uh, you're you really you actually don't mind bad films most sometimes. I I I can't remember the last time I turned off a movie. It's like the sunk cost fallacy. I'm like, once I like spend time watching a movie, I'm like, I have to finish it now. But you know what we need to talk about is what the fuck is up, Daddy Gang? Oh yes. Oh my god, thank you, God. That uh, God, I can't believe I forgot that. Okay. So you guys. Uh, I'm proud to announce that we have just signed a $60 million deal to Spotify to make exclusive content where I talk about my sexual exploits. They're going to be one minute episodes spread out over 20 years. No, but um, so this, this girl, who, who, what's what's this girl's name? Alex Cooper, Alex Cooper. And I only know it because I followed this drama over the pandemic where it was called Call Her Daddy with Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin. And yeah. then they were with Barstool Sports. And I kind of like watched these videos where they ended up splitting up. And I watched uh, Alexandra's 10-minute video about why they split up. And I kind of understood at the time because like I edit my own shit. I do all. And it's like a lot of work. And she was saying, hey, I do all this work. You know, like I, I thought maybe I could. I don't know. I kind of understood it. But I listened to a couple episodes and I know I'm not the target audience. I know that. It's so bad. It's but, unlistenable. But maybe, but obviously it's, it's huge. It's listenable to some, I mean, it's huge. I mean, obviously $60 million for I know. Three? I don't, I do not understand. And I tweeted that. I was like, I genuinely don't understand. No one I know listens to it. It's unlistenable. If you're like a mature, cause she just gives toxic advice. She's not, it's not funny. I think that the Sophia and Alex, like they had a good rapport. And I actually think that Sophia is hilarious. And I listen to Sophia with an F occasionally, not like a, you know, regular listener, but you know, um, but call her daddy. I cannot. So basically, yeah, what happened was that they kind of Sophia wanted to leave. It was a whole thing, but they ended up kind of splitting up and Alex signed, you know, her exclusive deal with Barstool and then got to keep the Call Her Daddy name for herself. Sophia started her own podcast. She obviously doesn't have Barstool behind her or the built-in fan base or the Call Her Daddy name. But she was dating that agent. Uh, what was his she name? Was, he was dating the HBO exec, um, yeah. Peter, Peter Nelson, Soupman. Yeah, Soupman, and, that's it. And yeah, so I guess she was trying to like finesse them more money and Dave Portnoy didn't like that. And so he helped you the head know, of Alex. Barstool. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave Portnoy just helped Alex like cut Sophia out. And yeah, now Alex just signed the $60 million deal, which good for her. But again, I'm like, I don't know who listens to that or how they physically listen to it because I think it's like a unanimous thing. I'm like, ever, anyone who listens to it is like, this is terrible. Well, I mean, it was like, it was, I mean, I'm really loud. So I was like, okay, there's another person that's really loud, but it was like immediately like, I love giving blow jobs. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's, and it's not, yeah, it's none of it. It's interesting when she has guests on, she doesn't like ask them good questions. She just talks over them. And yeah, she's just like, yeah, the Gluck Gluck 3000 daddy gang, you already know what it is. <laughs> she does just like crackhead voices. And we're like, the ba that we're the baddie gang. <laughs> We are the baddie gang. Yeah. Hey, you want to cuddle this week? Baddie gang. What the fuck is up, baddie gang? <laughs> oh, that like hurts my throat to do. I guess, yeah, I got to hand it to her that but she like- 60, I mean, could you, right place, right time. Like, it's like those things when you, you like an industry blows up and they throw money at things before they know, because it's the wild, wild west out here. Like nobody really knows what they're doing in terms of yeah. podcast sales. And like, 
the fact that like, I mean, she got that deal and Joe Rogan got an even a better deal. Armchair expert got a huge deal like that. The, I mean, these are, I mean, this is more viable than Dak Shepard would ever be in his movie career. This is more viable than whatever Alexandra could have done. I mean, this is insane money for a three-year contract. And I just, I, I, I can't imagine how your ego would go just explode after that. Like, how do you even. It already, her ego already has. So in that interview that just got released, what made me tweet was that she was like, in negotiations, I own the millennial audience. That oh, Yes. And I was like, millennials, if anyone, it's Gen Z, because again, it's like blowjob tips and like how to flirt with boys and like play hard to get and like manipulate men. It's like, that's like advice for like Gen Z and like TikTok star guests. Like you do not own millennials because no millennial I know listens to you. And I'm firmly a millennial. So anyway, yeah, I think that she clearly has just gotten so big for her britches and it's like great for her. $60 million. That's insane. Great for her. I'm just I mean movie like top top notch movie stars are not getting that money. Like that is blows me away for a hour podcast once a week. Like that is insane. I mean that's like I do 10 of those a week. I mean I I, I just it blows me away but I mean they're I guess, so but it's like you're proud of the quality of the work that you put out there. No, no I am not Sophie. Yes, no, no, are, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, you I just are. think it's, it's like she she just puts out crap every week. Like it's not so yeah, I'm like good for her. She really like scams Spotify, honestly. I mean it's mind-boggling. So I I did think that was very interesting and and uh we're we're going to we're going to be there. We're going to, what if we start a podcast war against, I mean, just against caller daddy. Batty She'll gang. never know about it. She'll never know about it, but like we can start a war against her. Batty gang. Batty gang unite. Let's go to war. Hello, batty gang. Batty gang. I want you to get Alexandra this weekend. Batty gang. Uh-huh. All you, all you, all my straight male listeners. If you hook up with Alexandra this weekend, tell her Ryan said hi. Batty gang. um so uh oh yeah you went and visited uh cincinnati this weekend were you there for a baby shower um no it wasn't a baby shower it was my friend who did just have a baby like in february and yeah february and she has a birthday my friend has a birthday in december and she always wanted a summer birthday party for herself so she just like had a summer birthday party, even though it's not her birthday. And I finally got to meet her baby and she's so cute. Yeah, there was a cool picture you shot. What, what, do, what do they think about what you do? Are they kind of like, they can't believe you're in New York doing your thing? Are they, are they? Oh, like- it, was so, it was honestly so funny just seeing, I just saw so many high school people and um, so many people being like, oh my God. Wait, also, I was trying to tell some of my girlfriends about Summer House. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, yeah, wait, do you guys watch Summer House? And they're just like, no. And like, no, no one, I was like, just wanting to like talk about summer house or winter house or whatever it was. And then one of my like, really, really, really like known him for forever, like from camp and, you know, just forever. Um, he's like a 32 year old guy. He goes, what's up, Lindsay Hubbard's friend. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, Wait, you're so, you watched so bought off by summer house. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. So like so many of these like random guys from Cincinnati, watch Summer House, but none of my girlfriends do. <laughs> well, by the way, this I somebody sent me this this morning on Facebook, and it got deleted since. And I think this is somebody just trying to start trouble. Was that they said, uh, "Hey, does anybody have that picture of Kyle cheating again?" 
And, but then it got, I think tied back to, it was one of Hannah's good friends. So I was like, I don't think Kyle would ever be stupid enough or want to do that again. But like, I also think there's a potential of like, you know, like I just like I I would hope Kyle would, and if Kyle did, I would I would I would be livid. But I also think that post got deleted, so I think it was just complete and utter somebody just trying to start trouble. But uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my yeah guess. yeah totally because I they are filming and they look like happy as shit. Luke has full abs again. C- congratulations, Luke! Uh, everybody has their shirt off. Uh, and the two new male cast members, uh, Real Moms of Bravo, posted them on their Instagram page, and they both have abs. Which is just like, let's get some non-ab people on there, you know? I know we need like body diversity. Yeah, would you ever text Lindsay and just go like, abs? They're not that big of a deal, right? Uh-huh. Let's see what she says. It was really funny because Lindsay was show because Amanda's birthday just happened, and she yeah. was like. Have you ever seen a 30 year old look like this? And then she went back to herself. She was like, I I'm in my one piece era. Like now I just have to wear. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Let's see. I'm in my one piece era too. Um, oh, Sophie, I hope you have the best week at work this week. Is there any articles coming up that we need to say? So, oh, wait, 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 Jen Shaw. Also, you guys, Jen Shaw, the, uh, the court papers got released a little bit more information. Ringleader. She, she is listed as tier a, she is an a list criminal. You guys, she is at the top of this, uh, this complaint by the FBI. And it, guys, it, it really does. I think we already knew this, but it's starting to more information starting to parse oh, out. Right. And it's like, I believe she will serve at least five years in prison. Like she's that's what like it's majorly, looking. Yeah. She is like majorly a ringleader of this. And they were like knowingly defrauding people. It wasn't one of those things with like, I don't know, Teresa, like signing some stuff and whatever, like with Joe. Like Kathy, go, Kathy, like, well, if my husband wanted me to sign 30 papers, I just would, you know? It's just, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it wasn't that. Like Jen was like a ringleader of this, like actually had an office space dedicated to scamming people. So yeah. Uh, well, it'll be, I think we're, we're, we're supposed to get the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer this week, you guys. This week it should be coming out. So we'll talk about that next oh, week. I'm so excited. It really is. It really is a very exciting time to be alive. Also, I want to recommend to people, I have not seen this yet, but I'm really curious, Woodstock 99. It's a documentary on Woodstock 1999, which was like Limp Biscuit, all of these really hard bands, but like it went awry. And by the third night, like Riot Police had to go in and there's like a two hour documentary that Bill Simmons did on HBO Max. It's supposed to be excellent. I can't wait to watch it, but I wanted to recommend that just because I think we all dig music and like wha- like whacked out documentaries. And I think that's going to be one of them. So keep your eye on that. And also White Lotus on HBO Max. So really good. And it's on so tonight. Good. Yeah. Third episode's on tonight and it just builds. So you're going to love so it. Oh God. I'm so excited. Okay. Thank and you, Sophie. On right now. So oh, gotta go. okay. Gotta go. Gotta go. Bye. Bye. Okay. Betches.